0: So now, if you have a uh, garden walk zip, and if you have unzipped it and got the files out of it and you're ready to go and they're there they all are, and you got your file viewer going um, you don't have to do that if you don't want to but but there's that's what we had in mind here, me and the dog and um so You would want to get um, 4679, and it looks like a close-up of grass, but it's actually not a close-up of grass, it's it's five or six feet away from it. This is uh, Johnson grass, a bunch of the stuff that's in here, and then there's some broad leaves and things, and this is what you see. If you go out my uh, door off of the laundry room and off to the right a little bit, there this is. Um, and this, this stuff is about six feet tall. Um, that, those things that are kind of have the curly tips, it's a weed that has a little bitty pink flower, and they, they grow up about six, six, maybe eight feet total. And then in the background there, you can see the thing that looks like it has two lit windows. That's the greenhouse. And to its right, there's a grubby little wood th- shed, and that's the the one that all the potting uh, stuff is in the uh, plastic nursery containers and flats and stuff like that. So it's all a little shelf. It's too low to stand up in, but I go in and I sit on a bucket there and I have a little, kind of a workbench that's bucket height and then I have stacks of flats underneath and uh, stacks of, of uh, cell packs and pots and stuff up on top of the, that shelf and a couple of baskets that I made out of utility mesh fencing that I throw like all the loose crap in so that it doesn't keep wandering around every time it gets windy or whatever. So that's what, just dis- we probably don't care what those things are. The potting benches around behind, they're not very interesting. It's a, it's a, well I don't know, maybe it is interesting, it's a, a bathtub full of uh, soil that I make, and uh, and then there's a 55 gallon drum with a piece of uh, corrugated steel roofing on top of it, and that's where I actually fill up flats and things. Uh, the the soil is coffee grounds and fine sand and everything that i rake up off of the ground and don't know what else to do with it i put it on a about a three-quarter inch mesh uh, screen and then what falls through can be used for mulch or the potting soil what doesn't fall through is fire starters you take a uh, grocery bag, pl- uh, paper grocery bag, and some junk mail and some leaves and sticks and some various uh, whatever things they are and little chunks of wood and uh, just, you know, various sorts of dried out organic matter that can be burned. And, and you, in the winter, you just take one of those and stuff it in the wood stove and light it and then. After about 10 minutes, it's all kind of burning down, and you can start throwing the smallest of kindling in there, like half-inch stuff. Okay, so we've done, I think, uh, 46.79. Now we should be at 46.80. And we've now come out, and we're looking back at sort of at the area. Uh, where that stuff is and you'll see in the, um, on the left in the, um, in the uh, background there's these three kind of tree looking things and what those are is um, it's a big awning thing that I made about 20 years ago out of telephone poles uh, and it's a place to get in the shade um, which matters. Uh, it's 100 degrees right now. So that uh, was 100 out there. Nice to get out of the sun when it's 100. If it's 100 in the shade, that's hot enough, and it's worse if you're not in the shade. And then uh, the stuff that you see in the background, is some of that is mine, and some of it goes on over onto somebody else's property. Some, uh, I think those tallest things must be... Uh, parts of mesquite trees. And then up close, yeah, we're looking at the usual weeds again. We've always always got the weeds. 4681, the, the, now you see those three columns, and they turn out to be trumpet vines, orange trumpet vines. Campsus radicans uh, is the name of them. Uh, and that you can see the awning there now. That's about 12 feet off the ground that uh, That dark shape up there which is Some telephone poles with some two by fours and gent- going one crosswise and then going back crosswise the other way with Corrugated roofing and you can't get up on it anymore. It's not it's too it's rotted away too much so and it actually starts falling down, won't give me shade anymore, I'm gonna have to, uh, I can't go on ladders anymore, so I'll have to get somebody to come help me with that, put some, uh, so do some more framing or something, or I yeah, guess so the really quick solution would be to pull some 70% shade cloth uh, uh, over the telephone poles, Tack it got down good at both ends and knock the dust off your hands and Go inside and have a soda. In the foreground, you see these sunflowers, and those are the those are native Texas sunflowers. They're not just any sunflower. Uh, they um, well, they grow about ten feet tall, but th- those flowers are only about five six inches around. They're not really big like a Russian giant sunflower would be. <coughs> And then, um, let's see, what else you, yeah, there's a bunch of junk in there, I don't know. Um, I don't, I, this stuff just grows so fast, and, uh, since I've had, like, my legs get swelled up and things like that, and my back is messed up, and I can't really, I can't keep up with, you know, all the, um, all of what I would have to do to, um, to, uh, you know, have this place kind of neat and tidy, but it's still you know I don't I don't want it too real neat and tidy, so it doesn't depress me. In fact, I kind of I, this always been kind of cheerful to me to get out into the garden, and that was sort of what I started making this podcast about. I just didn't want to think about all the damn politicians and you know it's just the stupid stuff and. Uh, and the, the people that just don't even get don't even understand what our problems are like uh, I started off this morning with listening to this guy about economics and he you know, he just thought inflation was going to be a big problem and uh, that modern monetary theory or they didn't know they were just, we were headed for trouble and and the monetarists didn't Uh, You know, he doesn't think that uh, uh, Stephanie Kelton or or, um, uh, Warren Mosler know what they're talking about, about this printing money thing. um, So he was, like, stating the really sort of obvious thing that, you know, sure, uh, if you print enough money, eventually people won't want it and and it won't have any value, but... Um uh, yeah that's true, okay, and be, that okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, but um uh, how much you can print it turns out to has a lot to do with how much people want to save because basically all of the the national debt is somebody else's assets. If you have a dollar in your pocket, then um, you have an asset and not necessarily is part of the national debt of the United States because that's the only place that dollar could have come from. It is a promissory note by the U.S. And it's backed, it's not backed by the gold standard anymore, which confuses all these people terribly. They can't imagine the difference. Uh, it doesn't, software currency doesn't have to be backed by a gold standard, it's backed by the taxing power. It, it, ultimately, as long as you have to pay your taxes in dollars then you have to have dollars. And dollars are worth something because everybody that pays taxes in in the United States needs dollars to do it with. And uh, so that puts a floor under, and no, uh, giving all that money to the financial sector was stupid, I I know that, but um, I don't know, anyway. Well, that was what I was trying to not think about. That and some guy that says that it's the left that This is Davos now, this guy was at, Davos. Which is not a center of leftists, let me tell you. I mean, well, I consider it basically, uh, you know, what's left of Nazi Germany. And um, it's a bunch of rich people. And then and somebody throws out this idea, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, they're trying to tell you that you should be a serf again. And, and yeah, we don't want that. Uh, But that's not what communism is, and so, you know, just make up your mind. If you want to be a capitalist, that's all right, you're just dumb, but I can't help you. I mean, yeah, I can. I'll try to explain to you why it doesn't make any sense. But the idea that there's no private property under communism, and, and and he even said that about China, well, Chinese communism has billionaires. But Mr. Z doesn't let the billionaires run the country. He tells them what they can do and what they can't. And he rules for the good of the people. And, and, uh, of course, that really makes the United States mad because what if the American people started wanting somebody to do that for them? So then uh, 4682 is we're in the greenhouse now, and that's a an old patio door on the upper part of the glass and the lower fiberglass there is like some 15 year old stuff that's gotten too white. And uh, the only thing that's in the greenhouse right now that's doing much of anything is those guys on the left and those are those um, snazzy little uh, bright colored peppers that are like, kind of like a Greek pepper or something. They're not real hot, pretty mild actually. Uh, but they're tasty and they're nifty looking, and I think I'm going to grow those. I was growing some Serranos, but they they didn't come up. I, I, just, I had I didn't have any current seed. I had this really old seeds and uh, five years or something old, which is not what I wanted. And then there's some of the hardy hibiscus in there and that. Um, in that flat, that looks like it's got nothing. The one on the right. Uh, there's space in there for another, like ten more flats or something. If you go next picture, that's that same bench, uh, but uh, as it used to be, all you know, wood, where the the newer bench is narrower. that's just because I wanted it. The the best part of the greenhouse is that southeast is southeast southwest corner that you were just looking at and then this corner here is like the second best um, so that's why i have the i put the glass in in place on that um, uh, on that southwest corner because that's the um, if i'm only grown just a few flats that's all i want there and i just didn't want to have to reach way out with the watering cans I use rainwater because I have gypsum water out of the well, and that stuff is it. Uh, it burns leaves because the gypsum dries into the pores of the leaves, is what it seems to be. So here you just you're just looking at another telephone pole creation. This this is a building that could never fall down, but the siding on it, well, the siding is junk. Everything is junk except for the for those. Uh, telephone poles, which I got free, so they're sort of junk. Next picture, we're looking at uh, what Mr. Tandem Disc did to uh, uh, what a row where there, there were some turnips there and they, I grew them over the winter and they did okay, but then they just all uh, early in the spring, they bolted the seed and then they didn't make turnips. They just made some greens. So I took some seed off of them, but, um, no big deal. The next thing, there's a row there and it looks like a row of coastal Bermuda grass, which it is. Um, and in that coastal Bermuda grass, there are some long suffering, uh, cantaloupes. And if I can pull enough of that coastal out of the way to let those cantaloupes come out and just grow out over and stuff then maybe i'll get some melons this year i don't know uh, the cantaloupes are not they grow fairly well here but i have a hard time getting keeping the weeds down 4685 is another it's another different row it shows you though what a powerful tool that tandem disc is that That stuff to the right there, which looks like great big weeds over knee-high, or is great big weeds over knee-high, and you can see what the tandem disc did to it, a couple passes over and that stuff is down and gone. And then after it gets a little bit drier, I can go over it some more and uh, chew up all that brittle dry stuff and mix it into the soil. You might see, and if you're looking in there, you might see some big round leaves. Uh, 4686 shows the, the big round leaves, the serrated edges of them, but that's a, a straight neck yellow squash right there. And I've been eating those, I've been getting like I don't know, one a day or something out of like a dozen plants that are just. I'm just starting to cut the, cut my way into that jungle and get them sticking out. They, and it would have been nice if I could have gotten it all weeded, but, um, it's, uh, when, when your feet don't want to let you walk on them, it's, it's not like you, maybe, it's probably just about what you'd think it's like, it sucks. And then, uh, 4687 is, uh, the little yellow flower that's kind of like a, a black-eyed Susan. And I've been trying to cultivate those and save up some seeds and, and get kind of a, a bunch of them here. This is the turn row that you, we were facing before. This is the end of the turn row at the end of those r- rows that we were looking at earlier. And then here we are, this is up in the turn rows too, and this is a bunch of uh, uh, bachelor buttons that did pretty well, but now the weeds are just all over the place. And uh, Poquito kind of goes in there too, and he zigzags his way through the plants, and, he, and that's not so bad, but once in a while he decides he wants to roll in them. So he's kind of mashed down a lot of the the uh, um, a lot of the bachelor buttons. Although we'll shortly see how they they can come back. And here we are with some more bachelor buttons, and this is this is a thing. It's kind of like that wandering Jew that you see in your uh, uh, house plant places, Tradescantia, but this one's not, I don't think, is it actually a Tratuscantia, it's something else, it's got a little purple flower, and uh, it's an annual in this climate, I don't know, if you, it's probably a perennial if you keep it inside, but uh, I just, oh, I don't know, the whole yard is full of these things, so I don't, I, I don't need them inside. You can kind of see here where one of those bachelor buttons has been all pushed over and it's coming back up vertically. They can get laid down and then and then they'll just, uh, the, the new growth will come up again, it'll try all over and it just becomes a kind of a bushy thing. Here's one of them now. This one is, but I had to drive the tractor around it several times uh, when I was cutting some stuff down, but you can see this one's it hasn't been knocked over and smashed too real bad. Um, and I don't know if I get on my plus button and look. Oh yeah. You can zoom in on that one ways. To see, to take a look at. It's not in perfect focus, but you know. Uh, you can see what they look like. I get quite a few seeds out of these. Um, 4691. That's just a close-up on that same plant, I guess. And that one maybe is a little better to look at. If you zoom in on that one, you can see what these flowers are like. There's white ones, and there's reds and crimsons and purples are the main colors that I've got. If you wanted any of this plant material, you could let me know and see what I can come up with. Like, uh, um, those trumpet vines, I, I can dig up, dig those up. I mean, you're going to have to pay postage if you want something. Is a socialist uh, plant sales, you, need to, you don't have to pay any money. Uh, but you'd get, um, I could dig you up a little, I'd, what i would do is look for a really small section of roots with almost no foliage on it and then you would get the thing in the ground and keep it watered and keep it from getting buried in the weeds for a certain amount of time and pamper it until it started to grow and then once that those uh, trumpet vines start growing they, they're growing these i can cut i've got seeds i bought a lot of seed for bachelor buttons and i and I'm raising some seed, although it's kind of weird, What just doesn't seem like um, uh, What looks like there should be seeds on these seed heads sometimes is It's just the dead flower. It seems to not be fertilized and I don't know why that would be there, Well, there's not very many bees around Boy is that gonna be bad That is gonna be bad if the if the bees go extinct with climate change and and the overuse of pesticides, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of things that bees were the only efficient pollinators of. And we're going to lose some of the stuff that we've, you know, we've always taken it for granted that we could grow this and that. And and uh, uh, you know you can get out there with a brush and and. Uh, you go over the stamens with the you know like a camel hair kind of brush you go over the stamens and you get that all all polleny and then you you go over to the one that you want to fertilize and you and you brush on the pistol that's the pistol is usually a kind of like a little you know, a pointy thing you know, at the end kind of a it's shaped sort of like a vase I guess it's probably a typical pistol and then um it's up at the end of that is where the the once you get the uh pollen on that then the the down at the base of the pistol that's is where the seeds uh grow and that's true of most things don't don't tell me that that i just told you everything's the same because it's oh, everything's not the same at all uh, but that's to, those are the things to look for if you're trying to you find a neat wildflower you want to take some seeds off of it yeah you, know, you just buy the side road side of the road wildflower and you you take an old envelope and you pop a couple of those seed heads and just rub them with your thumb and dump those seeds into the envelope and then you get them back home forty six ninety two this one is uh a gourd um, these are a wild thing that they, they are perennial. They come back from the root um, and then they have a gourd, which is kind of like a little uh, pumpkin or something, but it doesn't have any, there's no meat on them. Uh, if they're edible, which they probably are edible, but even if they are, there's nothing on them, which is too bad. They're, I think it's, this is a pretty nifty plant. Uh, you're What you're looking at is by 15, 20 feet wide that, that strip, those, those leaves are, even if you have big hands, they're bigger than, some of those leaves are bigger than your hands are. And then now we're looking back towards the house from the back and you can see a uh, riding mower that you can just, you can't ride, but you can look at it. That seems to be that's m- what most riding mowers are like. It worked for a little while but uh, I've been a, a money sinkhole. I didn't have much money to sink, but I sure sunk it in that damn damn thing. Those are arborvita there in the kind of the center of the pick, right behind where the uh, where the riding mower is, and then they're covered with uh, wild grape, uh, which is kind of like a Concord grape doesn't it doesn't make every year by any means a bit just every geez I don't know more than not much more than every tenth year every fifth would be good Um, but they're good grapes they're little tiny things and they're they're not like as bitter or uh, you know as you think they're really pretty decent so I'll be on the hunt for them uh, this year. I know there's, I saw some green ones forming. I've got a lot of wild grapes. so. Um, I really like those kind of things like that that you can grow a whole bunch of. Now we're back and we're looking at that same big uh, weed forest outside the laundry room door. Uh, and you, you can see that we can zoom in. Um, yeah, try zooming in on those flowers. Those are um, elephant garlic. You know this, those flowers are like about two and a half inches around and the stalks they're on are about three four feet tall. And the elephant garlic can pretty well it survives on its own here. But it's not a very heavy producer, so I hardly ever eat any of it because I keep well. I want to get a little bit more plant material in stock before I start eating them and eating them all up. And because you know, and I've had them probably I don't know this this group here I bought. I think I spent five bucks on a like a package with like three cloves or something in it I know I got really stuck but I had to have them so I bought them anyway and I stuck them in the ground and they keep getting to be more of them but you really need if, if you really liked them it's kind of it's they're big and they're milder than regular garlic and if you really liked them you'd want to uh, You'd want to somehow find somebody that's got like a commercial inventory of them and, and buy like 50 pounds or something and put, you know, like, make a whole field of them someplace, you know, say a field, and you know, make a place about, you know, 25 feet square or something, spread them all out. And then you could do, then you could really eat them, you know. So they kind of look like, they look, they're like leeks, look a lot like leeks. Um, probably a relative. So that's those guys. Regular garlic doesn't make it here too good. No, they don't. Uh, but, uh, which is weird because I used to be in California. I would just put them in the ground. The garlic, so psh, drop it in the ground and it'll pop up. And you know, and I, just the whole cloves. I never even fiddled with uh, that business of taking breaking them up into those little pieces. And the hell with that nonsense. And Mother Nature doesn't grow them that way. I would, if the if if I was someplace where regular garlic grows good, which in Gilroy, California, is supposed to be the garlic capital of the world, they think. I don't, I don't know how much you know the rest that. But uh, I would just run I would run my double mul board and um, and make a uh, you know cut three or four times if I had to get as deep as I could and really break that soil up and then I get to where I had one nice straight groove, you know, that was like maybe say four or five inches deep or it could even be deeper than that and then I'd go down it and put a, a a whole bulb of garlic about every like you know, 18 inches or something Um and then you could irrigate by in the trench next to them. Or you can also do, uh, sometimes if you think it's gonna really be hot and dry and you're really gonna have to put the water to something, uh, you can make a really deep uh, trench and then actually plant, put most of the soil back and plant uh, still in, in the trench itself so that your plants are actually lower than the grade uh, and then when you put, you can put put a hose on there and um, you know the water's going to stay right over the plants. Um, I have that gypsum water which is not very good but um, it'll, you, you can get a lot of uh, uh, with the gypsum water uh, uh, cover a lot of stuff, but I mean you, we're still talking about hundreds and hundreds of gallons of water, so it's it's to do that with the runoff water that comes out of a reservoir you, you use a lot. You're going to irrigate probably I, I'm, I should say every three weeks for garlic. Uh, last thing on this pick uh, 46.95 you might see a black thing there with a white stripe on it. And that white stripe is a collar, and the black thing is the dog. That's him down there, he's sniffing around in the... He's goes, he, goes and, well, he goes wherever I am, and then he goes and sniffs around. And now he's, now he's got his head up, so you can tell that he's there. You can see his head. You can't see him very well, but... And then here he is with that... standard, it's sort of a reproachful look, like... You're really not taking very good care of your dog, you know. That's not what that look looks like, and you're all like, Oh, yeah, what did I do wrong? I'll get you a treat. What do you want? He just wants to get petted. So that's easy. Oh, he'll eat treats. I mean, he'll eat anything given, but he doesn't, it's not what he doesn't care about eating all that much. Not where near as much as getting petted. And then 46.79. So I'm I'm back to where I started from. And uh, made a a tour of the main middle part of the garden. Uh, and, and got away from politics for a while. Well, a little economics switched switched in, but that was my reason for uh, reading these these guys, uh, I guess I'm, I'm going to have to finish the thought, aren't I? I'm, I <laughs> the the e- economics that they teach you in college is like uh, apologetics for capitalism. So they've yelled at you since you were a little preteen about how capitalism is this wonderfully productive system and it's the best thing in the world except for all the other ways that you could run an economy. And one of the big there's a couple of big reasons why that kind of looks to be so. There's a couple of fallacies. Um, One thing is that externalities, which are things that capitalists don't count, stuff that in other words is not on their books, well they don't, that doesn't count. So suppose you dig uh, a great big pit coal mine and you just totally ruin like a couple of really nice little creeks that were just perfect for getting branch water off of. Just turn them into black stinking sludge that will take, you know, a century to go away if it'll even go that fast. and then you leave this eyesore hole. It's like just a big trap, and that somebody can go and fall in or something like that. And the company gets an order like from the EPA that it has to to fill the hole back in. And uh, so they just do a bust out, which is what the mafia does, and that's where they just would um, they just pay themselves like some bonuses and and. Uh, and of course, they'd sell their own stock and, and um, uh, you know, buy, uh, do some self-dealing on some of the company's property and uh, give the stockholders a big uh, payoff. And then they get the, get the company down to where it really doesn't have any assets anymore and then they just let it all go for taxes and leave the mess behind. And the, that switch is just absolutely normal. That's what they do on most leveraged buyouts. They just gut the company after they take it. So they call you a stakeholder because you've worked there for 35 years, but after spending your whole life working there, they sell your they sell your desk for five bucks, you know, to some. And nobody cares about you. And they they steal your pension. And just you know, what they do so the coal company would be telling us you know well yeah you know we made you know x number of millions and millions of dollars while the coal company was doing good and then it finally you know went bankrupt because coal prices were high and it would you know it's not really or were low but it's not really what what happened to them what happened to them is that they just don't have that much coal in this hole and they've got these enforcement actions against them and and so they can just bail out well that creek you know maybe let's say they might let's say they made a hundred million dollars on the mine Um, and you know of that they paid you know like two million of it to the workers that did all the work and uh, oh and you know five hundred dollars for the guys that got buried alive down there well you didn't have to pay for a grave and uh, you, know, just, you know, just don't pay for anything. Well, that's the 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 economics of a company that throws its trash in the neighbor's yard in order to save on trash collection. Yeah, it works, you know, and on your books, you made a lot of money, but, but you d- to, the destruction that you left behind that other people have to pay for, is often much worse as much more than than what you produced and then the other thing is look at like uh russia when they had the whether well, they had the the czars terrible terrible rulers it's the worst you could possibly imagine getting um and so lenin has a revolution and like starts feeding people and stuff like that and yeah the soviet eating wasn't, wasn't perfect but we The nonsense we got told about the Soviet Union was way not true. I mean, it was just not anywhere near as bad as we were told it was. And immediately, all these uh, Western countries went and attacked the Soviet Union for this, that, and the other thing, and tried in any way they could to keep there from being another world power and for that world power to be a socialist country. Oh my gosh, had to stop that. And uh, so we have like the sanctions against Venezuela and they they stole Venezuela's gold. The the Brits did that for us. Uh, So, you know, they're not, it's not socialism that fails everywhere it's tried, it's capitalism that fails everywhere it's tried and i so i don't know i get on i get on the computer and i look at the latest news and i just i get mad again i i get mad at the people who just keep getting away with the most ridiculous nonsense like uh oh this morning one of them was biden you know oh god the great the the guy that was going to fix everything, you know, for you know, it was going to be wonderful. The new FDR was just like Trump. He hasn't he hasn't even gotten rid of Lewis Joy out of the post office, which is a guy who was a was appointed to destroy the post office. And he's and he's got some terrible Trump guys in the Social Security Administration, which he could fire. I mean, I personally. Uh, if I was uh, uh, being elected president, uh, I would have come on uh, the 20th and I would have said, you know, I'd taken the vow and then I would have said, okay, everybody, I'll um, uh, sit still just for a minute here and I'm going to sign this, which is uh, a singular order that puts... 2,000 executive orders in, in action. Um, this telephone book pile right here of stuff, these are all of my executive orders. I'm issuing them right now in the first 10 seconds of my presidency. And among those orders would be one of them that says, it says take those, t- take those two sons of bitches out of the social security administration, perp walk them straight out and take them to jail. You got probable cause to arrest them. They're crooks get him out of there and if you don't think he got probable cause then just tell him well your securities you know the, the the president has personally removed your security clearance to even be in the the whole this whole building so you know like you're leaving right now and you're never coming back your time is up your job is finished and don't ask us for a referral uh, but, you know, Biden's, you know, Biden has tried to cut social security himself four times. So, but anyway, I looked at these, well, all these things that like that, and, and, uh, and I just think, oh, God, what's the point, you know, and uh, and it, so many of these people, I knew Biden, of course, was a Republican, but so many of these people, like AOC, that told us that she was a progressive, and, and but she votes with Pelosi. I mean, uh, I, you know, I would say, well, you know, I guess I have to be in the House. I guess I have to put up with Pelosi. But I mean, the only reason that I don't take a piece of pipe and smash her head in is it's against the law. So you know, I mean, this is just an evil, terrible person. You never vote for her to be the speaker. Uh, and these guys just all sat down at the table and made their deals with Satan, and uh, and they're all sold. And now the Democratic Party has gotten, we've got, uh, they got our revolution, and they got, Nina um, uh, Turner, and. Now she's going to rat too she's already becoming a Democrat you know then they cheated they cheated Bernie out of the nomination they got him out of the way and now they're they're paying off the rest of them well you can come and be a Democrat now it's just sickening the only one I can think of offhand that hasn't um, rat us out as our darling little Bree-Bree. And, um, I don't know, if she, if she goes bad on us, I'll, I'll, that'll, that'll really, that'll hurt. But I I don't think she's ever going to. She's just going to accept that she can't be elected to anything. Anyway, I went in the garden and forgot about this stuff for a while, and I should some more. Uh, if you have, if you, if you've still got the mobility, you know, to walk around, and you've got a yard like this, uh, you know, you can, yeah. I mean, I, almost everything you try to grow, West Texas kills, you know, except for that damn Johnson grass and stuff. But you can go out and hack a bunch of weeds down and, and grow a few things and. And I have had I've just had a couple good turnips for lunch and a couple of uh, yellow squashes. It doesn't uh, it doesn't amount to much, but I guess at least I'm eating something that's like you know not GMO pesticide buried. God only knows how they what they did to it. Uh, Foods, you know. I, you know, like I told people that were, that were holier than thou about being organic gardeners. Well, you know, I was an organic gardener when Robert Rodale was still running the, um, was still running uh, Organic Gardening magazine, so I'm not exactly brand new to this stuff. But I use chemical fertilizers, I just not very much. I, I go through well I've been at this place for two, about twenty i don't know twenty years and a little twenty two one years or something and um and i'm i'm already on my third uh um, i think they're fifteen pound bags of triple thirteen fertilizer third one in twenty twenty one years so that's that's several pounds a year and then um I've probably used somewhere around a, a pound or so of that liquid mix stuff some it's kind of like miracle grow, but it has micronutrients in it and I use that on the cell cell pack things i i use if you're curious, I use about like twenty percent of what they tell you to um, the the point of fertilizing is not that the nutrients that you want aren't in the ground it's that. They might be really short or they might be just like one thing like maybe there's almost no zinc and so you just you got this plant and it would just if it could get just a little bit of zinc it would be so happy and you can see you give it this just a little dose just a quarter of a teaspoon of stuff and several gallons of water and and uh, water the flats with that you know. Because your potting soil, uh, you know, mine is like uh, well, just whatever organic matter I've got that goes through about a three-quarter inch screen, and then uh, I put it in one of those uh, cooker fryer things on an old washing machine outside the uh, the laundry door, and the, and I boil it for a while. And that kills the weed seeds, and the pathogens, and all, everything. Um, so it's not actually composted, it's not naturally composted just by sitting around. Um, and it's not going to stay sterile. You know, it's, it's going to get dry rot fungus, it's going to get into it immediately. Um, but, uh, it's not going to have weed seeds at least. Although, uh, weed seeds can come from all over the place and they drop down off of these uh, hackberry trees and things like that. So anyway, I don't know, go to the, go in the garden, don't get too depressed. Uh, They're not going to solve our political problems, the whole thing's just going to eventually blow up, and the American empire is going to collapse, and and likely we won't uh, save the climate either, so... Uh, we're all gonna gonna die, so you know, might as well smell the flowers.